Hello, YouTube people. How are you doing? Welcome to this week's YouTube plus Quora, where I grab a bunch of questions that have either been asked to me directly or uh, I see them sitting in Quora and they represent sort of questions that a lot of the folks that I've worked with over the last couple of decades have either asked or have thought, uh, or they're just interesting. My hope is that uh, whether you're listening to this on the podcast or you're seeing this live, hello, uh, that you get some interesting information out of here that ultimately helps you as an entrepreneur do more with your business. And so I'm going to pick a couple questions and uh, kind of expound upon them a little bit. And usually I take this time as well to share sort of some personal anecdotes about some of the lessons that I've learned as I go about answering these questions. So let's get started with the first one. And uh, let's see here. All right. When starting a business, is it better to open your own business or go with a franchise? Now, I realize that a lot of the businesses I work with are existing. They're not asking this question, but this is an important question um, to ask yourself if you haven't yet started a business. Uh, a good friend of mine recently purchased a franchise after running his own business for almost a decade. And it turns out that, you know, he enjoyed his own business. It was good. You know, he made some money. It was a job. It wasn't really, wasn't really creating anything for his future per se. Um, you know, he traded his time for money. He was able to uh, um, earn a living and provide for his family, but it wasn't building any long-term value. And so uh, because of that, he decided to close it down and purchase a franchise. And one of the reasons he did that is because the franchise, typically a good franchise, if you've done your homework, a good franchise is going to have the systems and the procedures and the process and they're, you basically just need to plug yourself in and get to work. And if you don't want to bother with the other stuff, in air quotes, then a franchise is the way that, that you should go. So, uh, and my friend now, he's about 10 months into the whole exercise and loves it. I mean, absolutely loves it. And in fact, I'm surprised when I speak with him because normally he's that typical entrepreneur that... Um, just has, you know, a lot of ideas, always wants to chase the next shiny thing. But with this franchise, you know, he's really stuck to the program and is producing a pretty, you know, pretty amazing result. And now it's going to be, you know, slow and steady. But at the end of the day, unlike his business he was running before, he's going to have something of value that he can sell. So the other benefit in a franchise is that you've got some, you, you will have something saleable that you can capitalize on. And so a few years from now, if he grows this franchise, he grows his territory, he's able to do really, really well with what he has, then he may decide just to sell it one day or operate it, take the cash flow off it and maybe sell half of it to, to the management. So um, when starting a business, is it better to open your own business or go with a franchise? It depends on the kind of person that you are. Yeah, in the example that I just gave, um, it turns out the franchise system worked really, really well for my friend and he, he's been able to do quite well with it compared to running his own business where he wasn't so great at some of the other stuff that went along with business. You know, the financial part was a little tricky. The bookkeeping part was a little tricky. He could do the job. He could hire some people to help him do the job. But then some of the planning and just knowing whether or not the time being invested is worth the result you know, he he just wasn't able to, to make that work for him. So the franchise worked well. Me, on the other hand, I don't think I could work within a franchise, mostly because of 
the system. I like um, the fluidness of business. I like how dynamic it is. I enjoy the various pressure points that come along with running a business, not really knowing what tomorrow looks like. Um, and so it really depends on your personality. If you need some, if you're somebody that needs structure and you want to minimize the risk that you're taking, then a franchise is definitely the way to go. But if you've got a pretty solid business and you think that you've got a great idea and you can work out the important pieces like, you know, how you're going to make a customer, how you're going to earn margin, etc., then you know, starting uh, your own business, you know, it's probably worth a shot. And the way you can test it is do it on the side. You know, if you've got a job right now, try something on the side, see if it works for you. And if it does, maybe you can pursue it full time. If not, then you're not going to be worse having done it. A franchise kind of tough to do on the side. So you've either got to be all in or not. And franchises typically require um, an amount of cash upfront to start the business. Whereas if you start your business on the side, you don't need the same amount of money to get going. So if you're considering starting a business or, or going with a franchise, maybe that gives you a few things to think about as you, as you make that decision. Let's move on to the next one. What is a key point in entrepreneurship that people tend to miss? I saw this question I thought it was really an important one because I don't know that entrepreneurs oftentimes think about the bigger picture as it relates to the contribution that they make in the economy and in the community with their business. And so the key point in entrepreneurship is pretty simple. I think entrepreneurs exist, or my thesis is, they think entrepreneurs exist because they're able to take resources and um, and time and energy from over here and move it over here into an opportunity in the marketplace that's underserved. So entrepreneurs are really like those pioneers that seek out the, the next thing in the marketplace or, or change the marketplace based on, on some of the thoughts that they have. But they basically employ resources, including capital and people from from one area of the economy into another area of the economy in the hopes of creating value. And I think that's a key point that most entrepreneurs tend to miss. A lot of entrepreneurs, I think, say, I have a business, um, I provide a product or a service to the marketplace, and I employ people, and that's really, really great. But at the end of the day, the job of an entrepreneur, if you can call it that, is to seek out opportunities and then deploy resources into those opportunities. And by taking the risk of doing that, the reward should be disproportionate for the work done. And so I think that's overlooked. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's a really helpful concept to remember if you're an entrepreneur, because oftentimes, uh, and I think I'm gonna chat about this uh, later on during the week in a blog post, but you know, the idea of, do I have a job? Or do I have a business? Do I have a job or am I creating real value? Do I have a job or am I contributing something more than just my time that's going to produce a bigger result than what my time can produce? And I don't know that a lot of entrepreneurs stop to think about that. Certainly my experience personally is I never thought about it in history. I'm, I'm thinking a lot more about it now given where I'm at in life and in my career. But entrepreneurs that are running businesses every single day, I don't think they stop to consider, but what is, like, what's the point here? Why am I doing this? And that, of course, opens up some big philosophical conversation and some big philosophical dialogue. But I think one of the key points 
is that entrepreneurs ultimately deploy resources into opportunities that will produce a disproportionate amount of value. And sometimes those opportunities are obvious and they just simply exploit them. Other times the opportunities aren't obvious and the entrepreneur looks to create them. So in the one instance, going to space, everybody knows that that's an opportunity, but it requires a lot of resources to make it happen. So somebody like Elon Musk is making that happen. Whereas on the other side, say Facebook, you know, it wasn't an obvious opportunity that existed, but uh, Mark was able to do something with it and uh, turn it into an opportunity and that didn't exist before he decided to do that. Now, I know there's caveats and there's little small details that I'm overlooking, but at the end of the day, the key point in entrepreneurship that people tend to miss is that entrepreneurs get paid for utilizing resources um, in a different way or moving resources to opportunities that are underserved and being paid disproportionately for the value that they create. If you're an entrepreneur, hopefully that gives you something to think about. How does a business stand out in a crowded market? I love this question because that to me is one of the greatest things about being in business is the ability to figure out the answer to this question. How do you stand out in a crowded market? It seems today every marketplace is crowded. Um, whether you are a big business, a medium-sized business, a small business, an entrepreneur, a one-man band, how do you stand out in a crowded market? And my, my, my belief is the way you stand out in a crowded market is you have to give your customers an experience that is different than what they're experiencing in the rest of the marketplace. So today I believe that people spend their time and their money on experiences. I think they, they want to they wanna save time, they want to have high quality products and, and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, it does come down to experience. And so customers will vote with their dollars and they will go to the places or to the products or the services that give them the best experience compared to the rest of the marketplace. And if you're the best provider of that experience, then you're able to earn as a business a disproportionately higher margin on the same product or service compared to your competitors. So to stand out in a crowded marketplace, that then means you need to be able to provide an experience that no one else is providing. And the experience piece, I think, then comes down to really understanding your customer. So what customer are you actually trying to service? Now you're gonna say, well, I service everybody because my product or service is good for everyone. Okay, that's fine. But the chances of your business providing an exceptional experience based on that general uh, response probably isn't very high. You need to be able to really articulate exactly down to the smallest detail who your customer is. Because if you can define who your customer is down to the smallest detail, then you end up naturally building an experience and you deliver your product or your service in a certain way that caters to that specific customer. And then if you can figure that out, then you end up dominating or becoming a leader in the niche, in that particular niche. So marketplaces have lots of different kind of customers in them. And you can think about, you know, something as simple as toilet paper. You know, there's lots of different types of toilet paper, cheap, expensive, everything in between. But the product itself is irrelevant unless you can talk about who does the product appeal to, who's going to, who wants high quality toilet paper versus low quality toilet paper and we'll, you know get their demographics and their psychographics and really understand who they are and then you could become you know even there's a lot of different toilet papers in the marketplace you can pick your particular slice of the market and then 
go into that marketplace and be the best provider of that particular product or service to that particular customer and then you'll earn a disproportionate amount of profit. So that's how you stand out in a crowded market. You just simply be better than everyone else. And what's crazy is today with social media and how connected we all are and how technology continues to give us opportunities to be more efficient or to use our time more efficiently, people covet their time. And so to the it, it's easier today to provide a better experience than it ever has been historically because customers can now interface directly with a company or a brand and individuals inside of that company or the brand and people want to connect with people that's ultimately what we want to do technology is taking away all the stuff that we don't want to do like we you know um, uh, computers and, and email and text messaging and and social media apps are taking away the things that, that we don't really want to do like we don't want to become experts in taking pictures but Instagram's now made it easy to take pictures. So instead of focusing on a skill set and how to become better at taking pictures, we can just simply post a picture and interact with our friends and family uh, easier than we've ever been able to do in history. So it's an amazing time right now for businesses to deliver an experience because they can, it's low cost, and there's just so many ways to do it. You're only limited by your thinking, but if you're prepared to do the work, you're gonna stand out head and shoulders above the marketplace and earn the value that comes with it in, in the form of profit margin, brand value, and goodwill. Okay, the last question that I'm gonna to answer today is near and dear to me because this is how I've spent 20 years of, of my life professionally. What did you do when your business ran out of cash to get it back on track? Well, let me tell you about what I did and then I can tell you about what other companies did. Um, what I did when my business ran out of cash is I found an investor to put cash in. And uh, I did that because at the time it seemed to have made sense um, that the cash was used to float operating costs because I believed that given the changes in the marketplace that we would, my business would be one of the businesses that was, was going to be able to survive and thrive in, in the new circumstances and turned out to not be the case. So what did I do? Instead of doing the right thing, which I'm gonna talk about in a minute, I did the exact wrong thing. I went out and found more cash. What I've learned in my personal experience is that cash is rarely the problem. There's so much money available in the marketplace for good opportunities, it's crazy. The problem is there aren't always great opportunities to put cash into. And the old line that, oh, the bank only gives me money when I don't need it, well, the truth is that's kind of how it should go and how it, how it does go. And for entrepreneurs and folks running businesses that don't understand that, they end up getting in over their head, their balance sheets get upside down, and then they really struggle not only to repay those that they owe, but to actually build some value in their business on top of that. And so the right answer when your business runs out of cash is to figure out why did it run out of cash? Did it run out of cash because our business is no good? Like we were just terrible at what we do and we spent money we didn't have to get customers that we were never going to acquire. Um, or was it something deeper than that? Was it, you know, you had a, a major shift in your product offering or a major shift in your, in your corporate structure, but you got to get down to the reason of why your business ran out of cash. And then you have to answer the question, okay, let's just rewind time a little bit. Does our business actually need cash as a means to an end, or are we just plugging the hole? Have we actually identified what the problem is for small and medium sized businesses? 
Normally when a business says they need cash, very rarely does it have a real substantial reason behind it. Usually a business says they need cash as quote unquote working capital. They just need cash to just plug a hole, to fill in the blank somewhere until they just keep doing what they've always done. The best thing to do, in my opinion, based on my experience, is to not take the cash until you know exactly how you're going to pay it back. So as an example, I'm in I'm an owner in a construction company right now, and uh, we've gone through some problems, we've had some difficulties, and we're going to spend this year really rebuilding and starting again after nine years of exceptional growth and exceptional market presence. So the cash that we need now is actually just to float our jobs. You know, someone someone buys uh, a job from us, we, we renovate or we do the job, but we need to be able to carry the costs, the materials and the labor and our overhead until such time as the job is done and then we get paid from our customer. So we are going to have a, a need for cash, we need cash right now, to be able to float those jobs. But what a business would normally do in these circumstances, they would just borrow a big chunk of money and they would say, look, we need a big chunk of money to pay for our lights and our overhead and float our jobs. What we've decided to do is to exercise some financial excellence in being able to say we need to sell enough jobs that if we were to get the money uh, advanced to us that we could cover our labor, our materials and 50% of our costs and, and then work backwards. So the lender, Whoever puts up the money, they're protected. We know exactly how we're paying back those funds. And we have enough business in the pipe that if one of the jobs falls apart or something goes wrong, as, inevit as inevitably is the case, we can replace that job with another job. And so a business needs to know why their business needed cash in the first place. Is there an opportunity to fix some fundamental problems? And then once you fix the fundamental problems, then the need for cash looks a little bit different and tends to change. And so what do you do when your business runs out of cash to get it back on track? Get your business back on track first and assume that you're never gonna have money again. Well, what does it look like? And if you've done the exercise properly, what it looks like is literally the only thing we need now is money to get us from here to here, specifically because we've identified what we're gonna use it for, how we're going to pay it back and what our contingency plan is. Instead of just covering our eyes and saying, you know what? Let's just go get some money. Let's give up some equity like I did. Find an investor, give up 20% of your business only to find that it becomes tenuous and stressful when your big plan, which was none, doesn't work out. Um, and I can speak to that personally. So make sure if you're running a business and you feel like you're running out of cash, that you take the time to figure out why you're running out of cash. Certainly, I'm the guy. You want to have a 15-minute chat? Talk to me. Hit me up on Facebook. Book an appointment. Let's have a conversation about what's going on in your business so that we can figure out how to fix it. And uh, it doesn't cost anything. Those 15 minutes that you and I chat probably going to change your life. Um, but... But that's something to something to consider and uh, happy to share some more uh, with you personally if that's of interest to you. So I think I'm going to end it there. Really appreciate you hanging out with me here for the last uh, 20 minutes or so going through these questions. Uh, again, I think to the extent that another business survives and an entrepreneur thrives that our communities are better places. And so this is my attempt um, one Tuesday at a time, one question at a time to give um, some advice 
based on my experience that may help somebody, some entrepreneur, um, help their business to do a little bit more. So again, thanks for hanging out. If you're on the podcast, make sure to rate this uh, or like it or share it. If you're watching this on YouTube, then make sure to, to subscribe or add a comment because to the extent that you interact with this content, it gets in front of other entrepreneurs and uh, you never know, you might save an entrepreneur's business today simply by interacting with this content and sharing it and liking it. So thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.